You're listening to the NYY Sports Talk podcast hosted by Christian and Chris. Head to nyysportstalk.com to subscribe to the show and check out the fan shop so you can swag up on great NYYST apparel. Stay on top of all the latest with the New York Yankees, including breaking news, in-game updates, and incredible fan giveaways by following on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. It's now time to talk Yankees baseball. Welcome back. This is episode 83 of the NYY Sports Talk podcast. I'm your host, Christian, as always, joined by my co-host, George. He seamlessly went right into that. I didn't see it coming. Huh? I didn't see it coming. No, how could you? George never sees it coming. Right. And since there's no NFL football on today, Stat Guy Rye. Who? I don't even like football that much. Can we stop? (laughs) Stat Guy Rye. I mean, I get told all the time to look at the stats. Last year, you were MIA during football season. You actually had a negative 10 war during the NFL season. (laughs) Negative 10! That's not a guy, so I wouldn't have won any of the uh, big awards. Huh? Even even Shane Robinson had a positive. Oh, th- come on! Don't say Shane Robinson had a better uh, year than I did. Let's see what let's let's see what Shane Robinson's war is. Uh, you right. remember that one play? While you do that, I had a really good idea for the listeners for the for the iTunes listeners. What's that, Chris? All right, I'm going to personally give away a new product coming out. On the NYYST fan shop, which you can get to at shop.nyysportsuck.com, um, that's coming out before 2019. Um, I was thinking we were talking about Didi's tweeting skills last week, right? I want to know the Yankees win the World Series in 2019. What the what the go to tweet is going to be? What do you assume the predictable tweet would be? Who's going to get the big hit? That Didi's going to put the emoji in. I want you to give us five stars on iTunes, and I want you to leave a review with what you expect that tweet to be if the New York Yankees win the World Series, and the one we like the most will win that new product. I mean, you don't even tell the people what the product is? Uh, it's something that we can't really give What out if the yet. product is like uh It's a nice t-shirt. Like a rubber hose oh. or something. It's a nice t-shirt. Okay. It's Yankee related. It is a Yankee t-shirt that you're going to want. What's the material? Uh, it's 100% is it, cotton. Is it cotton poly blend? Cotton poly we gotta, blend, maybe. We'll get, the, we'll get the info on the material. Is it athletic cut or more I will like reach a f- out to Gildan personally and have them All put, right. put so together a, a detailed um, description of the material of the shirt. Well, it's a good idea. I B- like the idea. Okay. BT Dubs, uh, Shane Robinson's war for 2018 was negative 0.1. Oh, Still better. Not that bad. God, so I had a really bad. You were really bad. You cost this team 10 games last year wow. by not being here. Well, it shows how important I am then. Wow, it does. It's great. Way to, way to blow his head up. Yeah, thanks, man. You're so you're so good. To Actually, me. war doesn't work that way. That's <laughs> BS. Who's my replacement? Uh, your replacement is Dan Federico. <laughs> no, actually, actually, I'm gonna get we're gonna get Dan on the phone in a few minutes. Here, Dan's gonna join us to do Keep 'em Dump 'em's Part Three B. 
um, the outfielders this week. Uh, we're gonna uh, <clears throat> maybe I'll privately ask Dan off air if he wants to come on and replace you because Dan, jeez, wow. that's messed up, man. Do it. You know what? That was do from it. the heart. <laughs> do it. You want me to do it? Yeah, I'm gonna go watch some uh, some football. <laughs> I think like Central Michigan is playing like uh, Buffalo A and M right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put that on. See you guys. <clears throat> but um, before we get into the keep them dumpums, last night uh, we're recording on Wednesday. You'll be hearing this Thursday morning. Uh, last night, Shohei Otani took the American League Rookie of the Year award. Normally, not something that we'd bring up on here, but. He did beat out Miguel Andujar, which is complete and utter garbage, in my opinion. But I'm also not some nerd writer, so I mean, I said this before we and came. And we here. we have writers on here, like our pal Joe Rivera, and you know I don't want to offend everybody and say they're all nerds, but the people that voted on uh, the AL Rookie of the Year, the 25 of them that voted for Otani, they're nerds. When it comes to when it comes to the voting. The writers become like kind of like a douchey click. They're like, mm, what kind of war did he have? And you don't understand the defensive metric of blah, blah, blah. Just shut the fuck up and, and, and vote on who was the best rookie in 2018. I'm not going to sit here and take away anything from Shohei Otani. I think what he accomplished was absolutely phenomenal. Otani's war was 3.9, while Andujar's was 2.2. Right. I mean, is that what we based the award off of? Yeah. Honestly, from what the writers are saying, yeah. And it's just complete and utter garbage to me. I think that the writers look at Rookie of the Year too much as uh, MVP, where they're looking at the complete value that the rookie brought to his team, as opposed to who was just the best rookie overall. All right, I'm going to disprove your whole point there because MVP, most value to the team, the Angels would have been garbage without Shohei Otani. I don't know if the Yankees go to the postseason without Miguel Andujar. That's what I'm saying. No, but what I'm saying is in a sense of they took his pitching stats and and took that value into it and they said, look at the value he brings to this team. Not only did he hit blah 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 home runs but he also pitched 10 games with a three whatever era he pitched 50 innings meaningless innings if you ask me because he got lit up by boston he got lit up by houston and he didn't have the stones to pitch at yankee stadium and he showed that he can't sustain it for an entire season yeah or at least just this season he didn't play a full year i don't know if it's is it Yankee bias? Is it because we're Yankee fans? No, because I, I think, don't think it is. I think if the writers laid out exactly what they're looking at, we would sit there and say, I think this is garbage, but I understand if you guys are going based off this criteria, mm-hmm. that Shoyatani was your pick. I don't think it's friggin' biased towards the New York game. I think that's just what we want to believe. Maybe there's a little bit of it from some of the writers, but for 25 out of 30 first place votes going to Shohei Otani, uh, uh, there's got to be something that we're missing. Here's my problem, though. This is what I can't get over. 2001, Ichiro wins the American League Rookie of the Year. No one cares that he was the greatest Japanese baseball player of all time, probably, right? I don't know. Maybe he was up there. But he comes over here. He's a rookie. He wins. 2003, Matsui comes over here. Oh, wait. 
We can't give him the rookie of the year. He played professional baseball in Japan, so he doesn't count. Now here we are, 2018, Shohei Otani comes. Yeah, no, I don't care what he did in Japan. He's a rookie here. So why did that change? Why did those two instances, those three instances, why were they different circumstances when Matsui was involved versus, you know, two guys that weren't Yankees? Wasn't there another Yankee, too, that the writers said? Or it was just someone in general. It was Gary Sanchez. They said he didn't play in enough games Mm -hmm. in 2016. That's why he didn't win. But I thought he just didn't qualify. No, he as qualified. A rookie. He was a rookie in 2016. He had enough at bats to. Then qualify. you know what? Maybe I'm wrong with saying there's no Yankee bias because that's bullshit. I I did this. Uh, I mean, you can't sit here. Yeah, what Otani did within those 300 something at bats was phenomenal. And if he kept up that pace, not only would he have won Rookie of the Year, but he would have been considered uh, an MVP caliber type player. But he didn't. He didn't. He got hurt. And guess what? The big value that he brought to to being a pitcher also in 2018, he's not going to be able to do in 2019 because he's hurt. So so don't sit here and tell me his projected numbers had this and that or, or whatnot. I, I just think Miguel Andujar deserved it. I don't think it's a – I think – us and the fans and everyone makes a hundred times more of a big deal of it than Andujar or any of the players do, but I just think it's bullshit. This is our hill to die on, though, as fans. This is Miggy's our guy. He he got he got snubbed in a lot of her eyes by a guy that wasn't really. I'm not taking anything away from what Otani did, but there's a lot of circumstances that I don't like about him and. Andujar was here in New York on a playoff team, was pro- was the best hitter from the day he came up here until the end of the season on a team that hit the most home runs in Major League history, it won 100 games, and Otani's team would have been the same shitty team that they were without him. And you know what it is, too? You, you touched on this before. We watch every game. We know how many big base hits... Miguel Andujar had, especially during the time Stanton picked it up with everyone hurt. Andujar was hot. If you had to pick one offensive player, you know, on this team, <laughs> off the top of your head, that you felt had the most clutch season, Miguel Andujar. It would be Andujar, one hundred percent. If you had to vote right now on the Yankees MVP for twenty eighteen, it would be Miguel Andujar. Yes, offensively, yes, and yeah, probably overall, sure, yeah. If not him, maybe Dellen Batanza, but that's that's besides the point. It's just he you said fifty innings pitched. Yeah, yeah. As a starter. As a starter, he only had fifty innings. Plus, he he was hurt, he came back, and he wasn't even a pitcher when he came back. He only came back he to a DH. Win. He only came back to win the rookie of the year. Award. Why didn't why didn't J D Martinez get uh True consideration for MVP. That's a joke in and of itself. Because oh, yeah. he was a DH, that probably played a part of and it, I right? And I clear this up, too, because two of my tweets with Otani uh, got around pretty quickly. I didn't have enough characters. They got in- around pretty quickly like your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. I didn't have also enough, my mom. I didn't have enough characters in the tweet to also say... I'm not sitting here saying Otani wasn't great. He's soft, though. He is. He's a little baby back Seems bitch. that way. But, yeah, he had a great year. Don't get I'm me wrong. I'm not trying to take away from Otani as much as I'm trying to push the fact that Andujar is the clear-cut winner, in my opinion. It's rookie of the year, not rookie for, you know... A third of the year. Four months. Right. Come on, and listen, man. Listen, if, if it was a level playing field where Andujar had 
you know, the same type of circumstance, not as many at bats and it, the numbers were, were the same and Otani was projected better. Fine. But the fact that Andujar did this all year compared to who won, who didn't do it all year. That's what pisses me off the most. Do you think this award was more Otani was the better player or do you think it the reason for it was because Miguel Andujar's defense was so bad this no, year. No, they had a hard on for the fact that he pitched. So That's you're what saying it was. that if Andujar played even just a little bit better defensively, there's Andujar still that could have been Brooks Robinson at third base, and they still would have given the award. It's, it's, yep, it, it really, it really sucks. Here's one thing I want to ask. I put it up to my Twitter followers last night. They voted uh, about sixty. I'm not going to look it up right now. About sixty-seven percent yes that they thought that it would still play it out this way but are you confident <clears throat> that if Otani was a rookie last year had the same exact season he had in 18 that in 2017 up against judge's season would judge still be the rookie of the year I thought about that too I didn't see your poll and in my head I was like nope he would have won it about 65ish percent people still voted that judge would still be the rookie of the year but I I mean no. I don't know I honestly, I think they they would have been like Judge strikes out way too much, and it brought down his, you know, blah blah blah. Well, why didn't he win the MVP last year? Because he struck out two hundred times. I don't know. That's a great, great question. Because Andor at two ninety seven, he had a. I just, I don't know, yeah. man. That, that uh, really, really surprised me. Everyone was saying led, it was going to happen. Look, but. this is my point of who was the best rookie. Do you know how many categories he led rookies in? Yeah, doubles, RBI, <coughs> home runs. I mean, come on. If, what, 47 Against doubles? Against the AL East. Uh, yeah. And here's another thing. If they're giving Otani the rookie of the year based on the fact that he's a two-way player, what if in 2020 when he can pitch again, he pitches to a 4.5 ERA, ERA and he hits 250? Is he the MVP now over a full season because he does Probably. both? He's an average hitter and an average pitcher, but I would love to know. I would actually love to know if he had the same fifty innings but had a six ERA and then put up also the same offensive numbers if the if the narrative would have been, but his offense was so good you can't even look at the pitching at this point. That's probably what it would have been also. They had this guy in their minds from the beginning of the year. All he had to do was have a good season. And the fact that he had a an a, an above average uh, you know, better than good season to them. That was it. That was their lock. That's their story. They ran with it all year. They love the fact that he does both, and they were going to award him for it. I said it from the first time that John Heyman blew kisses to Otani on Twitter. It was probably July, August, or whatever. It said, "Hey, I told everybody in Yankees Twitter, don't get upset when Otani wins Rookie of the Year because the writers are in love with him." And what happened? He won. He won overwhelmingly, and people were still upset. Hey, you know what? Sometimes you can't fight the media, and they, especially when the media is the only avenue to in the an end here. You know, like they're the only ones voting. Of what did you think was going to happen? They loved him. He won. I agree. I I don't know. I'm over it. I mean, I still I think Miguel Andujar should have won, but I mean, at the end of the day, I'm. You know, how many more times are you going to argue it? I mean, we have to bring it up on the show, get it out. But um, now it's time to maybe kick out a few outfielders. Yeah, let's kick a few out. All right, let's let's bring up the uh, 1-800-COLLECT hotline here. Let's phone a friend. Phone a friend. Dan Federico. 
So I guess we're counting this as round 3B, not round 4. 3B. All right, so we're bringing in Dan Federico of uh, the Bronx to Bushville to uh, break down the keep them dump them's with the outfielders. Dan, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. How you guys doing? I'm glad to be glad to be back again. Glad yeah. to have you. I'm, we've been playing tweet tag for a while now. Every yeah. time I try to get <laughs> you on here, you're uh, I can't can't lock you down. I know, man. Real life gets in the way sometimes, but like I said, we were DMing last time. I, I wanted to get on as soon as I could next, so glad I could get on today. Well, while we got you here, we have to ask you this because uh, you had a tweet that kind of went viral last week, kind of blew up Yankee Twitter, where you said that uh, the Yankees have expressed interest in Harper as a first baseman. They reached out to the Nationals execs about his willingness to move to uh, position uh, to first base. You know, obviously, we don't want you to reveal your sources, but just kind of speak on that a little bit. You know, how far down the road did that go? Is that really like a serious thing right now? So, you know, it, it's one of those things where I, you guys know how Twitter works and a lot of things got misconstrued, even though I feel like I was as clear as possible. But, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, they're definitely signing Harper. You know, all these different things were spawning off this interest tweet. Now, you know, I I tweeted, I followed up saying, you know, I'm not going to put something out there that I don't consider reliable from somebody who I trust. So, you know, I, I was told directly that the Yankees did have some interest in Harper as a first baseman. You know, I was told that they're kind of starting to lose that hope and bird that they've had for so long, which is understandable based off last year. They, they kind of see Luke Boyd as possibly being a one hit wonder kind of thing, which I personally don't agree with. I think he can be that type of player, maybe not up to that level, but a good enough player to play every day at first base. But yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it was definitely, uh, a real thing. Uh, I don't. I don't know how far along they've gone since then. Um, I haven't been able to follow up with it as I tried, but you know there wasn't any additional info. But it was mostly a feeling out process, kind of guess the player he is, see if he'd be interested in switching positions because obviously you know he's in the outfield. First base will be new to him. So yeah, it was kind of just uh, you know one of those things that it happens during free agency. I mean, a lot of people were questioning why would the Yankees you know reach out to Nationals people. To, to see what Bryce Harper would do when he's technically, you know, still a possibility to join their team. I mean, we all kind of understand that Bryce Harper's not going back to the Nationals. The offer they sent to him kind of seemed like just, you know, show the fans that they tried, but, you know, it wasn't a serious offer, I don't think, especially what, you know, he's probably going to get on the free agent market. So, I mean, it, it's a common practice to kind of reach out, see, you know, ju- to get the type of character he is, kind of get some information. So, but but as of what I tweeted that's kind of the last I've heard on Harper. I know a lot of people are saying that, you know, they're, they're definitely out of it. I don't believe they're out of it completely. Uh, I do think there's still a chance, but I mean, when there's smoke, there's fire. I feel like, you know, it may not be a fit on their end, but it was definitely a a real situation. And they definitely were, had some interest uh, earlier this off season. Well, even if it's not a fit at first base, don't you have to, as the Yankees, investigate him as your left fielder for next year? Do you really want Brett Gardner as your starting left fielder? And especially, like, if you look at their everyday lineup, it's right-handed heavy. So 
don't you i mean at yankee stadium to not have any left-handed power is kind of silly especially with uh didi's gonna miss at probably at least half the year so wouldn't that be an idea for them to at least look at harper to play the outfield that's that that's my biggest thing with this whole situation and kind of ties into manny machado um i feel like if you're gonna pay one of these guys i i have no idea why they're choosing machado over harper i understand they, they they're not confident in uh and hard third base. Didi's going to be out for a while regardless, so they do need help there. But I feel like there are a lot of options that could fill those roles, both internally and externally. And I think, like you said as well, the left-handed bat is so important. For all the years, you know, like from 2010 on, they had so many left-handed hitters, you know, utilizing the short porch and right field. I think he'd be perfect. I know some people are saying it would cause a logjam. I mean, Shane Robinson played how many games in August, meaningful games for a team that won 100 games, and he was an everyday player. Injuries happen. Things happen. I, I, I really still believe Bryce Harper is probably the best free agent fit out of anybody on the market outside of Patrick Corbin. I think he's perfect for Yankee Stadium, perfect for the team, perfect to hit in between Judge and Stanton. Uh, I, I don't I don't get why the interest seems lukewarm. I don't know if it's a personality thing, which again I don't I, I you know he's had a couple of issues with teammates, but nothing you know crazy, nothing out of the ordinary. But so, it was Jonathan Papelbon. He got into a fight with nobody likes Jonathan Papelbon, right? <laughs> exactly that too. It's not like he was fighting with you know the nicest guy in the clubhouse. So I mean it, it's interesting. I'm still kind of perplexed, and like I said you know, before, I I don't think they're out of it completely contrary to reports um there hasn't been you know many teams kind of linked to him i think they're kind of playing the market out and seeing what could happen with him so i, I still think there's a chance but I, I really don't get why they're not all over him dan i just have a quick uh quick quick hit for you here i just <laughs> want to get your personal opinion i was thinking about it the other day if the yankees offered him the same contract the nationals did uh do you think he gives a different answer I think there's uh, a, a pretty good chance that he gets a different answer. I've heard from people, and, and this isn't you know breaking news ground, you know anything that probably hasn't been out there before. But he grew up a diehard Yankee fan. He wore 34 for Mickey Mantle, three plus four seven. Obviously, he's always dreamed of playing in Yankee Stadium as an everyday player. Loves Frank Sinatra. Everything kind of ties back to you know him wanting to be in New York. I, that's why I think this market is interesting because let's say you know he doesn't have the robust market he thought he was going to have. And the Yankees kind of see that opportunity like what they did with Stan, like what they did with Mark Teixeira, where they were really not involved at all. And then once the price is kind of figured out, they, they jumped in at the last minute. So I, I, I keep saying this. I still think there's a chance. It's a gut feeling. I haven't heard anything outside of what I tweeted, but I still think there's a chance for him to be in pinstripes. Christian's dying to say, don't think it's so obvious that three plus four equals seven because I'm a moron. That's right. <laughs> you were trying to jump in to say that. Thanks. Yeah, but See, Dan, I know you. Dan, so, I know you so. Dan well. had a good thought going, so I didn't want to. I didn't want to ruin it. But yes, it, I'm glad that you did not assume that everybody here knows that three plus four equals seven. I don't know if you know the story or not, but Chris's wife, I tell it all the time, had to label household items and how they were spelled. It was and, for my six-year-old daughter. No, she she won the spelling bee. You didn't. She's at a much higher reading level at this point than I am. All right, Dan, so we brought you on here so we could uh, add a different voice to our keep em dump ems. Uh, so We're going to get started here. Uh, as our guest, we're going to let you guess what the fans voted. Um, we're going to start with Clint Frazier. How do you think the fans voted on Clint Frazier? 
Oh man, he's he's one of the perplexing prospects in the system. I think I, I think they voted keep him though. He's still I feel like he still has some fan favorites. You want to throw a percent on it? Oh shoot, uh, let's see, sixty eight percent. Close. The fans voted sixty four percent to keep wow. Clint Frazier. Thought it'd be higher. Yeah, that is that is a little low. I, I yeah I would I, I voted I voted to keep him by the way. Just it's saying. it's because we're so like we're in the mindset for whatever reason now, no matter what. When we think about trading for a pitcher, it's always like Clint Frazier, Clint yeah. Frazier, Clint Frazier. So yeah. that that's why there's not more fans. I don't think uh, voting to keep. So Dan, you said you're keeping Clint. I would 100 percent keep Clint. I I think you know, kind of going back to the Bryce Harper thing, and you know, if they're not interested in him and they plan on using Brett Gardner in left field, I think it's fully because they have confidence in Clint Frazier to you know a month in, two months in, whenever he's just back to full health, they feel like he could come in and be that guy in left field, which he has the pedigree. You know, he was a fifth overall draft pick. He was a highly touted prospect. You saw what he did even last year in AAA. He, he, he was on fire when he wasn't even up in the, in the major. So I, I think he's somebody who th- their backup plan or their main plan, whatever, however you want to look at it, is, you know, whatever happens with Gardner, Clint Frazier could eventually be that guy to replace him. That's, again, if they don't, go out and get anybody to play left field. But I, I, I'm getting the sense that that's what it's going to end up being. Well, we talked about this when they uh, re-signed Gardner, that if the reports are true that they're not hot for Harper and they brought back Gardy, that maybe it's because they have plans for Clint Frazier to play right field. Uh, I'm sorry, left field this season. Yeah, I think, I mean, he's he's somebody who, you know, we've seen him at the major league level, not at, you know, a very big sample size, but, you know, he, he, he hits, you know, he, he's a, I'm trying to think of the word to describe. He's just an energetic player, somebody who brings something to the clubhouse. Um, he brings an edge to the team, which you always kind of want. Um, you know, they'll still have that problem where they're very right-handed. You know, he doesn't help in that regard. But I don't know. I think that they – I'm surprised that they – seems like they have this confidence in him, but I think they do. And like you said, you know, the trade market, that'll – you know, whatever happens there happens. But I think there's a, a, at least a good chance that he'll be – playing in left field at some point this season. All right, let's go around the table here. Stat guy, right? what do you say about Clint Frazier? I mean, you got to keep keep trying with this guy. It just it stinks. He's had he's had some tough injuries. Uh, last year, he had those concussions, you know, but it is another right-handed bat. I don't know if you want to add that to this lineup again, but you got to keep him. If keep- Frazier plays over Gardner, the Yankees would have eight right-hand if let's say let's say based on the conjecture today that Machado is coming here to play shortstop. The Yankees would have eight right-handed bats in their lineup. Yeah, well, I can't that's my that. issue. I mean, he's not my first choice anymore. But I can't stress enough how much I love them signing Brett Gardner back. But at the same time, I'm not okay with him being the everyday left fielder next year. So if you're telling me you're not getting Harper and you're also telling me that Frazier is going to be healthy or at least you're confident in it, he better be our starting left fielder. I I better be keeping him at that point. I'm gonna keep. I'm keeping Clint Frazier. I mean, I was on. You know, I was on with Munch last week, and I I said that this kid should have been a rock star already. Like he has all the makeups of being a superstar. He's got that. He's got a unique look about him. Like Dan said, he's an energetic guy. You know, he's got the nickname already, Red Thunder. So I mean, and we've seen in 2017 when he got more of a chance to play. There's there's thunder in that bat. Yeah, he's so. definitely got talent. 
So I'm keeping him. So uh, we're all in agreement that we're keeping. Uh, I'm keeping. We're gonna keep Clint. Keeping him. Keeping keep, him. Keep, oh, keep, keep, let's keep. just throw this in though. He's not getting in the way of me. Oh, absolutely. Getting not. a big pitcher to throw no. in this rotation. I'm no, not saying. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not saying we're not. We're keeping him on all counts here. But for how it stands right now, I'm absolutely keeping. No, it's like what we discussed with Andujar right. last week. Like we're not getting rid of Andujar, exactly. but I'm not going to let Miguel Andujar get in the way of me getting, say, Corey Kluber. Just like, and it's not even on a bigger level where I'm not going to let Clint Frazier get in the way of me getting, uh, you know, a top starting pitcher. All right, let's see what the fans yeah. had to say about uh about Mr. Frazier here. Uh, let's pick out a good one here. Captain Dirk says, "Dump him for a pitcher." Yeah, well, that's that's not really the spirit of the dump, you know? I'm the sure. spirit of the dump is like, this guy sucks, I'm sick of him, Right, we're dumping him. Get rid of him. Right. Our pal Dominic Rucco uh, has to say, he just hopes that Clint's concussion issues are behind him so he can resume his career, whether it's with the Yankees or another team, he wishes him the best. And I keep saying that, I've said it numerous times in different uh mediums even if he's not a yankee you just want to see this guy on the field healthy like concussions and, and head injuries are uh it's a scary situation so you you wish the best for clint frazier even beyond being a yankee all right let's move along here to a guy that we just referenced who could be fighting uh clint frazier for some playing time brett gardner who uh oh who might be uh, who should be playing his final year as a yankee in 2019 chris we'll start with you how did the fans vote on Gardy? So you just said these polls were obviously before. They were like within days of the, of the Yankees being eliminated. This is a good one. Um, I'm going to say 52% dump. You're a scumbag because I know Ooh. you just looked it up. I swear on anything. I don't even have my <laughs> phone on me. Oh, you said dump. I said dump. Oh, the fans <laughs> vote. I'm sorry. The fans voted 52% to keep Brett Gardner. So you owe me a public apology. I'm first. sorry that you're... Not a scumbag for that specific <laughs> instance. <laughs> so, so you you got the pick. So we'll start with you, Chris. What do you say? What do you vote on Gardy? I mean, we pretty oh, much. I broke. was I was so happy they they kept him. I think it's a great move. I think as long as he's going to be used the right way, and by the right way, I mean as a guy off the bench, a guy who you know. A tough lefties, uh, tough righties pitching that day, and you want to throw him in uh, as a left-handed bat, a guy who you know maybe now in his career could bat a little lower in the order and get on base and try and actually steal a couple bags and you know not take the bat out of anyone's hands. That's too important. Um, I love it. I think he's a phenomenal outfielder. I don't think he lost a step in the outfield. So I, all around, I was I was very happy with it. Uh, I would keep him personally, but he better be my fourth outfielder. Stack I right, you're making a living off of impersonating the guy. So uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's hard, but uh, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, like what Chris said, keep keep Brett Gardner, but please don't be our starting left fielder. And Have him on what? the bench. He's a great. He, I think he'd be a great bench player, right? He works counts. He's a great, good speed guy. But like, plays hard. You know what's sad? I was driving the other day. I'm like. Is it really the worst thing in the world if one batter in this lineup isn't as strong as the rest because he's a lefty? Like, would it be really be the worst thing in the world? No, but I still don't want it to happen. I'm still not at that point. Yeah, same you here. need to get me Manny Machado and then I'll be okay. Maybe with Brett Gardner being the everyday left fielder. 
Dan, what's your uh, vote on Brett Gardner? Uh, I think I kind of agree with all you guys. I mean, it's just he, he's got to be the fourth outfielder if he's on the team. Um, you know, the salary was a little high for his caliber of a player. He definitely wouldn't have got that anywhere else. But I understand, you know, the Yankees need leadership. He's arguably, you know, the, the unofficial captain or at least one of them right now. But I do think he has, you know, value as a bench player, like you guys said. Um, remember, he came up that way. I mean, he was always the fourth outfielder the first couple of years and kind of just made his way into the starting lineup. So, you know, he puts together tough at-bats. He could be a defensive replacement, pinch runner. He has all those intangibles. He, you know, he obviously plays hard. We all know the type of player Brett Gardner is. So, uh, I mean, I think, you know, we definitely should keep him, but it's got to be in that fourth outfield role. Yeah, we're all in agreement here. We're keeping Guardy. We're keeping Guardy as a fourth outfielder. If this is the year they're going to win, I want to do it with Guardy on the team too. You know. Yeah, I, I definitely agree to that. <clears throat> like I said, I don't want I don't want to be in a position where he's got to play 120 or 130 games this year. It looks like that might be the route they're going though. But you know, I I I can live with it for this year because. I think this team's going to be strong enough in other areas where even if he hits 230 again, they'll be able to carry him for what he brings defensively. All right, let's see what the fans had to say on Brett Gardner here. Peg says, uh, heart and soul, you need that with so many rookies on the team. He can always work his way on base. Defense is stellar, and he can run. He's a win-win. On the counter side of that, Michael Eady says, sorry, Brett's been great. Okay, pretty good i guess he's trying to be funny there but uh the fat lady is singing no longer need a 237 hitting outfielder with limited power the money can be spent other places it's the end of the line for him okay let's go spend that seven and a half million dollars somewhere else i mean come on you gotta you gotta take a guy like Gardy and look at all the value he brings it's not just what he's bringing on the field he's he was there for 09 i mean this guy's been there just like CeCe. We talked about it last week or two weeks ago. I mean, this is something that Cashman thought about, had to pull the trigger fairly quickly after the season ended within a few days, and he knew what he was doing. He knew he was going to sign him, and that was it, and he wants him here. He doesn't necessarily expect much out of him or he think he's going to depend on him to carry this team in any way, but in the clubhouse, Guardy's the type of guy you want right now. I can't disagree with that. All right, Stack Guy Rye, you're up here. The next guy is Big G, Giancarlo Stanton. Mm, 85% keep. 81% was the fan vote. They're going to keep Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah, you got to keep him. I mean, the guy hit 59 home runs for the Marlins. He's good. He had a. I thought he had a good first year with the Yankees. He started very slow, but he found it. He was a, he killed the Red Sox in the regular season, but he didn't show up in the postseason, which was kind of disappointing. But I mean, it's John Carlos Stanton. Think about when he got hot for a second. I was just yeah. going to bring that up. You know, I've had a Twitter war, not a full blown war, but I had a disagreement with Chris Carlin a few months back about Stanton, and he said he never had a clutch hit all season long. That's bullshit. But. but you have to take a look at what he did through the beginning portion of Judge's injury. That he carried this this ball club offensively. And you think of it in two ways. You think of it as he stepped up when they needed him most, and he got really hot with no one else too scary in this lineup besides Andujar being hot. Imagine if this team was full force all season and, and Stanton hit that stride. 
He might be seeing even more pitches. He might be seeing more pitches to hit out. Maybe he hits 45 home runs. He had a great year. He had 100 RBIs, what, 39 home runs? 38. You can't get mad at that. Here's my issue with uh, clutch, because you can skew the numbers whichever way you want. A lot of times, if uh, close and late, seventh inning on, excuse me, seventh inning on, they're not great. But how about all the times he let off, it was in the first inning, grand slam, home run, RBI double, Got the Yankees off and running, and they, you know, and those were games that they won because he he knocked in a few runs early in the game. That doesn't show up in quote clutch numbers, but right. they're just as important. Dan, what's your uh, what's your take on on Big G? I, you know, what's crazy is I'm so torn on you know what they should do. Well, we know they're going to keep him, I and mean, there's virtually no chance he goes anywhere. But just for the sake of the game, I mean, I'm just. I'm torn. I mean, he had a great season, all things considered, you know, switching from the National League to the American League. It doesn't always go as smooth. And like you said, he, he struggled in the beginning. But when Judge was out, he, you know, there was Andahar, but he carried the offense. I mean, he was he was the MVP like he was a year ago. So there are no really complaints with that. My, my thing is, I feel like they, the Yankees, you know, the money that they would spend on Machado and or Harper they kind of decided to use last year with Stan because they figured he was the last piece. Um, like, it's just that him and Judge are kind of too similar where, I mean, Judge is more of a consistent player so far, but, you know, they they're both get very streaky, and it's hard to win games when your top players are streaky like that. I think they're kind of too similar in that regard. Um, I, in the end, I, I my heart says keep them, um, but for somebody who's going to be a DH for the next 12 years or nine years, whatever it is, wherever he has left, it's kind of iffy on my book, but in the end, I'll keep him. Yeah, I'm going to keep him too. I mean, I, I'm i a big John Carl Stanton fan. I mean, uh, I love the picture that he took with The Rock when they were down in Miami. So, you know, I'm I'm with them there. I know, <laughs> I know Dan is too. <laughs> oh, yeah, but, 100%. But, I mean, think about it. Guy hit 38 home runs, drove in 100 runs in a new league, you know, facing new pitchers. And I, I don't even think he knew what the hell he was doing half the time out there, and he still had that type of production. I'm not gonna. I want to see him now fully acclimated as a Yankee in the second in the second season here. You know, hopefully everybody's together. We can watch him and Judge together for 160 games or whatever it is. You know, so I'm keeping G. But here's what I want to bring up, and I want to get all you guys' takes on it, right? Everybody calls in sports talk radio and they're like, trade Stan to the Dodgers, trade Stan to the Dodgers, because for some reason the Dodgers want Stan, right? I get it, right? He's an L.A. kid, whatever, you know, and the Dodgers were on his no trade and, you know, losing Machado, they might want a superstar. But from the Yankees' perspective, why are they trading Giancarlo Stanton? Because they're not going to, the Dodgers are not going to take the contract. So the Yankees are going to go and trade Stanton to the Dodgers, probably not get a lot back in return and have to eat what? I think uh, it was either on Kay or Francesca's show today said that the Yankees would have to at least eat $7 million a year of the contract. Right. So how does that make sense? Why would they do that? It doesn't make sense. And I'm really sick of talking about Stanton like he wasn't good. I understand that he struck out in really big spots in the postseason and throughout the season, but Stanton's a giver give and take kind of guy where you, we know what we're getting out of him. He's going to hit you 35 to 45 home runs a year with his eyes closed, but he's going to strike out a whole bunch of times. We get that. We know that. So you're, so to just jump ship and say they should get rid of him so quickly, come on, man. It's 
It's Giancarlo Stanton again. There's there's fans of 29 other teams laughing at Yankee fans who are truly pushing and and getting aggravated that this guy's on this team. I'm not saying you have to like him or that you trust him or anything like that, but don't get so angry that the Yankees picked up the reigning NL MVP of last year who hit 59 home runs and hit another almost 40 this year and put up 100 RBIs. I mean, it's ridiculous how angry Yankee fans get that he's on this team. Yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no real, you know, what, what would the Dodgers have to give up? You're not getting Walker Bueller for him. You're not getting anybody like that. They're not giving up the farm. And like you said, I mean, it's kind of just, it is a bit disrespectful to him that, you know, the, everybody kind of wants to get rid of him after year one. Um, I think this year could be a really good year for him, like you said, because he's acclimated and, you know, used to New York. I feel like he handled New York really well, which, you know, that's always a question mark with people that come in. Um, so, yeah, definitely – deserves another shot obviously and deserves you know more respect from the fans well what's the big thing with Machado that everybody's got their panties in a bunch over he doesn't hustle right he he doesn't hustle what's the one thing we always said about Stan this year always always hustling if you don't want if you don't want Machado (laughs) because he doesn't hustle why doesn't Stan get the credit for being a highly paid superstar guy that still busts his ass down the line every time and Here's the big thing that no one gives Stan any credit for. That guy was busted up when Judge was in, was Judge uh, was was on the DL with his hamstring. He shouldn't have been in the lineup every day. He sh- damn sure shouldn't have been in right field every day. But guess what? Where was John Carl Stan? He was in, in in the lineup every day. Listen, this is a guy that could literally moonwalk down to first base every single time he got up, and still get paid. He would still get the same paycheck no matter where he went. So let's give the guy a little credit because there's not too many superstars getting paid his money that I've seen hustle the way he does. And he was atrocious in the playoffs, but you know what? He's got to be better in those spots, but I'm not running him out of town because of that. All right, let's see what the fans had to say about Big G. John, you didn't get to Ryan, I don't think. Oh, yeah, no. Did you? Did I get to you, Ryan? Did you vote? I oh, you were first. I, you were first. Oh, yeah, I brought it up. Sorry. I, I guessed. Sorry. Yeah, I'm keeping him. All right, we're all, we're, all, we're all keeping Big G. All right, John yep. Anglum has to say, um, he said he's not a primetime player. It's easy to hit 40 home runs a year playing in front of nobody and blow out games. And then uh, somebody replied, uh, this is why no one takes you seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, real easy hitting 40 home runs. I like to see him try. Uh, Billy Dunn says, keep him. Strong back, good attitude, struggles in his first postseason, but it isn't enough to turn me off on, on John Carlos Stanton. I think we're all in agreement on that yes. there. Uh, here we yeah. go. The dumpster fire that is Jacoby Ellsbury. We're back to you, Dan. How did the fans vote on Jacoby Ellsbury? I'm going to be generous and say 7% keep. Wow. He's almost... Did I get na- it? Uh, you're close because the, vo- the vote was 94% dump, so it was 6% on the keep. Oh, side. very good. Yeah. I like that. Damn. I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, I don't... I mean, I, I'm not shocked. Let's put it that way. So what's your vote on on uh, Jacoby Ellsbury? Because uh, his agent's vote is that he's uh, he's playing. Oh, he'll be ready. He's, he's going to be ready. Yeah. Uh, Guy's a walking operation board, but he's going to be ready <laughs> to play uh, for the Yankees this year. All right, so the thing about Ellsbury, which, you know, a lot of people, I, I tweeted this out, got a lot of hate, obviously. But when, let's say he's healthy, right, would he be a better player than Brett Gardner on the field? I lean towards yes. I think he get for higher average. He could play maybe not as much power, but overall, I think he could be, 
you know, an adequate everyday player. But again, it's the salary, you know, it's, it's his injuries. It's something where, you know, it's kind of hard to even justify him being on the roster in general. So, I mean, I'm dumping him regardless. But I, I do think that if he is on the roster come, you know, opening day, and like we said before, the injuries happen and everything, I wouldn't be surprised if he's playing, at, you know, a bunch of games in Yankee Stadium next year. I'm voting to dump him personally. I'm just – it's just one of those things where you just want to get – just wash your hands of the whole situation. And what happened when he showed up in Tampa Bay in the clubhouse, that right? That was the turning point of the season. They got swept Sanchez in that friggin' sir. And that was it. That was the turning point of <laughs> that's the season. His scar, that's his scarlet they letter. They never had me. a huge hot run after that. That's a scarlet letter to me. You don't show up all year. This team's playing well. You show up for three days. That Now we want to kill you Gary Sanchez. stank on them. Yeah, he left your stank yeah, on them. Yeah, Jacoby so. stank. <laughs> but... I agree with Dan, and I've said this before, and I've gotten hate for it too, is that if he's healthy and and on this club, he can be a useful player for them. You can't tell me that he wouldn't be useful to the Yankees if he's healthy. If. If. A big, huge asterisk, I understand that, but. See, I'm dumping, obviously, but here's my thing. I agree with you, Dan, that I think he could be a better everyday player than Gardner right now, but. You have to you have to take it to this to this point and ask yourself this question. He wouldn't be that much better than Gardner, right? You know, who who deserves it more at this point? You're going to you're going to tell me the way this team stands right now, you re-sign Gardner, but then you're going to tell him he's benched for Jacoby Ellsbury? You might as well just not sign Gardner at that point. The only way I would consider even bringing Jacoby Ellsbury back would have been if they didn't re-sign Gardner and maybe have him as a fourth outfielder bench guy. But the fact that they brought Gardner back, Ellsbury's role is just, there's nothing there. It's a hard dump. My whole issue with him in realistic terms is that I just don't see the Yankees giving him $44 million to go do something else with his life. If like last year it was on a DL, they recouped all that money through insurance. So if he's healthy and and they're just like, get the hell out of here. I can't see that. I just personally, I can't see them giving him $44 million or whatever it is just to go somewhere else. If you're if you're a serious world series contender right now, you're not, you're not keeping Jacoby Ellsbury around for the simple fact of you owing him that much money. You have to be very confident that he's going to be an an impact to this team in 2019. But you can also find your way through another six months of injuries, too. Sure. I'm sure his foot's bothering him again. Sure. I heard he he was power walking through the mall yesterday. He'll still get a ring, right? Yeah, no, he would get one. Worth it. So we're all in agreement here. Jacoby's got (coughs) to go. Got to go. Jacoby. Jacoby, there we Jacobi. go. All right, Eric Moses says that uh, Jacoby Ellsbury shouldn't be allowed anywhere near the team. I we just yeah, said it. There should be something Keep put in that place stank for that. at home. Uh, I'm trying to find a positive comment here. I want somebody not, to say something no nice about Jacoby way. Ellsbury. Need a restraining order on it. You're the only person in a 300 mile radius who has thought of this in a sense of because of the money, and you think he could possibly be good for this team. You're the only person. I don't think you're going to find any good comment. All right, we'll go with Bob's comment. Are we really still talking about this guy? <laughs> I think that was the nicest one that I could find. All right, here we go. Uh, who are we on, Chris or, or Stat Guy Rye? I think me. All right, Chris, what do what the fans have to say about Hicksy, Aaron Hicks? I'm going to say 96% keep. Not so, oh. not so high. 91% keep for Hicks. 
But like, Damn. who's voting to dump him right now? I don't know. I'm, I'll go through the comments. We'll see what anybody had to say. But. I'm keeping. I think he had the best offensive season all around for the New York Yankees in 2018 when it comes to, you know, runners in scoring position, power, um, you know, all around average. Uh, what did he bat? Like 280 last year? It's like 250. Was he that low? Right. Look it up, please. Yeah, I'll look it up. You, 248. Really? You predicted. Didn't you have a good yeah. prediction on his final stat I line? did because he was very good, whether it was just getting on base producing producing runs with runners in scoring position and his and his defense really took it to the next level last year. Christian's biggest concern with Hicks going into 2018 was that he was still a little iffy on if he trusted him in center field. He does take some weird routes to some balls, but man, he got to almost everything this year. I thought Hicks had a phenomenal year. He broke out power-wise and we needed that from the left side this year, I'm keeping Hicks all around all day. Yeah, Hicks is one of the most important pieces to this offense. He's a switch hitter. You need that left-handed pop. Decent outfielder with a great arm. Solid keep. I mean, he's a Brian Cashman guy, so where the hell is he really going to go? Right. <laughs> no, I'm keeping Aaron Hicks. We've had this debate on this show. I'll get Dan's take on it, too, now. I mean, obviously, Mike Trout is on another level, but... Is it fair to say that Aaron Hicks is the second best center fielder in in the American League right now? No, I, I tweeted that out uh, probably in July or August. Same thing. Like, yeah, I, I went through stats. He was top three besides average and you know on base percentage, slugging percentage, OPS, home runs. Like you guys were saying, I mean, he was phenomenal last year. Um, you know, one of Cashman's pet projects that that worked out, which you know that bodes for him even more well because. You know, they're not going to get rid of him now because that reason alone, because, you know, that was Cashman's boy. He worked out the way he did. I was surprised, too, when I looked at the stats, 248. I mean, he definitely didn't play like that kind of hitter. Um, but, you know, he did everything. Defense, great arm, gets on base, hits for power. You know, the, you can't ask for more out of your center fielder. I mean, I'm sure that people have, like, hard hit percentage and all these uh, fancy stats, but with my eyes, didn't it seem like Hicks hit into a lot of bad luck last year where he he ripped a lot of balls that were caught? Yeah. He also has uh, speed, too. He he didn't – I think he only had, like, one or two uh, double plays, ground into double plays. Plus, he had 90 walks last year. That was 40 more than any other yeah, that, season. That in was his the big career. thing that came along with him last year. Is he, he had a lot more patience at the plate last year. Yeah, and it was you really saw it too. He worked real, a good count. Real quick, just with his runners in scoring position, he bat he had a uh, batting average of 267, which doesn't sound good until you compare it to most of the other Yankees outside of Torres and Andujar. My biggest thing was he had 137 plate appearances with runners in scoring position. How many times do you think he struck out? I don't know. 12. 18. 18 times. Wow. Um, he had a high slugging percentage and he got on base. Uh, you know, he he was actually one of their better performers in 2018. I'm keeping him. For the all-around package that he brings, I you know, you hope that maybe he hits into a little bit better luck this year and he brings himself to be like a 265 or 270 hitter. Where are you going to go? Who's going to be better than that? No one. You're not getting Mike Trout. So why are you getting rid of Aaron Hicks? Right. I'm keeping him. Ryan. Keeping him. Chris. Keep. Dan. Keep. All right. We're all in agreement ah. to keep Hicksie. Uh Let's see what the fans had to say. Um, our boy Vinny, Mr. Staten Island's back. He says he's always hurt. Get rid of him wasn't last year i mean he was hurt a little bit but 
He was how many games did he play? Didn't he just miss 137 games? Yeah, That's really. Fine he, with me. He had an early DL stint, and then when Billy McKinney killed himself in Toronto, but yeah. then that was that was pretty much it, right? right? Hicks was pretty uh, yeah. And then towards the end of the year, right, his uh, the hamstring again or whatever acted up. Yeah, I on think him. they were just being cautious. But yeah, I mean, point, he had even. a really healthy year last year too, which I think healthy, healthy. Well, he got banged up in the postseason. He missed. Oh, yeah, that's right. Didn't he miss the postseason? Hamstring? Game? Yeah, two, I think. Yeah, I can't remember everything. But uh, for the most part, he was healthy last year, and that was a big bugaboo <coughs> on him is that uh, mm-hmm. he was hurt. No oblique strains for Hicks in 2018. Which that was, was big. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got. Anything? Um, Bob was never sold on him, but they love him, so he's not going anywhere. Okay, Bob. Thanks, Bob. All right, we're down to the final two here. Uh, let's go with the big guy here. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious what everybody's going to vote, but you know we had some jackasses get their hands on the poll here. Stack guy, right? Aaron Judge, ninety-six. Yeah, ninety-six percent. Wow. I, that's not a true number because I've had people admit to me that they trolled the poll and voted dump. Poll troll. Poll troll, and I and I dumped them from following us because I blocked them. That four percent. <laughs> Equals 81 people. So 81 people got on this poll and voted dump. Not all 81 of them admitted that they trolled the poll. Right. So we have all their addresses, right? We, we should do. Po- we should we gonna actually. I'm going to clown shoes them <laughs> yeah. like Jane Silent Bob. <laughs> Honestly, if you are not being a jackass and trying to troll the poll, why are you voting to dump Aaron Judge? You're not. I, there, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, come on. He's an ideal, the ideal Yankee. I mean, he. I don't know. And to be honest with you, how how many people thought the poll was stupid or whatever? This got the most votes for any poll that we ran in this series by over a thousand. Wow! 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 So people Damn. felt like they needed to have their uh, their voices heard in this. Apparently, yeah. So I I think we're all uh, in agreement here. We're keeping Aaron Judge. I just want to I want to ask Dan this just to have a little bit of talk on Aaron Judge keeper dump him. Dan, could you give me any logical reason that the Yankees would ever dump Aaron Judge right now? Uh, I'm not even kidding. I, there, what what could you say that's negative? I mean, he's play on the field wise, he's light years better than people thought he was going to be. I mean, I remember when I first started getting into the writing game, I I met a few people that were scouts. You know, they were saying he could be you know Adam Dunn levels of a player, where great power hitter, but just can't hit for average at all. And, you know, his first two years, I mean, you, you can't ask for anything more of this guy. And that's not even counting off the field. I mean, he handles the media perfectly. He just has that Derek Jeter feel to him where it's like, you know, it's his team. You know, he does everything right. You know, he says all the right things. There's, I mean, in his career so far, the worst thing he's done is played New York, New York after beating the Red Sox. That's literally the worst thing he's done. So, I mean, there's no nothing that could say to get rid of him. And out of those 81 people... I bet you a lot of that was because people were legitimate. The Yankee fans were legitimately pissed off that he did that. Well, if you voted dump oh, yeah. because you were mad that he trolled the Red Sox after game two, I I'm, we're not allowed to tell people to, to jump in rivers anymore, right? We're not. Okay, no. so don't jump in the river, but you know, but do something kind of like it. Maybe drink some dirty bath water. Or maybe something. go down to the river and think and about see it. what happens. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Come on, honestly, like if you. If you are not like if you're listening to this podcast right now, right? 
and you voted dump and you voted dump for a legitimate reason, not because you were being a jack I don't like the judge chambers. They got to get rid of it. They should just get rid of judge. Not because you're being some jagoff and wanted to troll the poll. I want you to tweet yeah, us seriously. at NYY Sports Talk. Tweet us. Tell us because nobody had the the balls to give us a legit reason in the comments. Right. So come tell us why you want to get rid of Aaron Judge. Because think of here's the thing with Aaron Judge, right? This is the end all be all right now. When he came off the DL this year and he just jogged out to right field you would have thought a guy was returning from war that's the ovation that this guy got just to go stand in right field right this guy was he is the he is the yankees right now plus he had a really really good postseason i mean that was one of the few if not the only bright spot of the postseason not just this year i mean last year too and i have the utmost respect for veterans i don't want to compare a baseball player to a guy that actually fights in war but you you understand the we get it the yes. idea just a comparison it. it's okay no i get it. no because you know somebody's no, know. gonna hear it they're okay. gonna get upset like, you don't care about the river somebody's stuff. gonna get offended by that somebody yeah. out there i was in war <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're all in agreement yes. with you yeah. i mean there's no logical reason why you no. dump aaron judge no I mean, most of the comments on the judge thread are bashing the people that right. voted mm-hmm. to dump him. Uh, Nikki B says, that 4% are Red Sox fans and they can kiss my ass. <laughs> Pickle Rick, I'm guessing this is sarcasm, but you just never know. I wish they would trade him and get Chase Headley back. <laughs> so I think we can leave it at that. Actually, not a bad idea. Uh, last guy here, and this is a name you don't even hear right now. Uh is Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, we'll finish it off with uh, with Dan. Dan, what do you think the fans voted on Kutch? Uh, let's see. Uh, 54% keep. <laughs> A little bit higher, 65% keep for wow. Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, listen, if he he's probably going to get a three-year deal, I'd say, something along those lines. But if he was you know, in the running for a one-year deal, maybe even a two-year deal, I'd be – you know, more than willing to to get him back in pinstripes. I mean, getting him, you know, like we mentioned before, Shane Robinson, there's no way they could keep going with him like that. So, you know, they turned to McCutcheon, professional baseball player, only a couple years removed from being one of the more elite players in the game. MVP, Um, right? Yeah. And it was kind of like, kind of like Hicks where, you know, his average wasn't that high, but I mean, as a leadoff hitter, he was getting walks, he was getting on base, driving in runs. He's good on defense still, even though he's getting up there in age. I mean, I understand where they're at right now. And, you know, we spoke about Clint Frazier possibly getting the chance and, you know, bringing back McCutcheon would, would, you know, eliminate that process. But, you know, for the sake of the argument, let's say they trade Frazier for James Paxton or whatever pitcher you want to name. I wouldn't see a problem with bringing back McCutcheon and kind of doing the same thing he did last year. Here's where I have an issue. I have an issue because it's just another righty bat. And at that point, I feel like if Frazier's going to come back, I'd rather that. And if not, then I'm slotting Guardy in there again over bringing McCutcheon back because I need a lefty at that point. And if you asked me before the postseason started, if the Yankees were going to bring 
McCutcheon back, I was so confident that they fell in love with this guy quick. He gets on base, and I thought he was a great fit, and I thought he'd definitely definitely be back. The only way I see the Yankees getting him back is if they go through this offseason, they truly don't sign Bryce Harper. There's no better option out there. Maybe then they take a look at Andrew McCutcheon. But again, you're going out and spending money on another right-handed bat who, yeah, he gets on base a lot, but he's he's gotten a year older now, and I, I just don't see where it makes sense at that point. It yeah. doesn't. Um, he'd wanna, have, go he'd ahead. have to go be, ahead, Rock. Thanks. thanks, Christian. He'd have to be a serious backup plan if if they want to really consider him. There's just he he's right-handed, and there's there's other options out there that could maybe fit this lineup just as just as good, if not right. a little bit better and and more affordable. He's not even in my thought process. If yeah, if 2019 breaks out like 2018 does, where there's still an all-star team that could be fielded in uh, that's been unsigned in the middle of spring training, and Andrew McCutcheon's still out there. Uh, yeah, you know, I'll mm-hmm. call him up and be like, yo, sure. you want to come play for one year at 7 mil or whatever? But yeah. I'm not even thinking about him. And it's no disrespect to him. He was good when he was here. He was what they needed at the time. But like we, like you keep saying, he, it's just another right-handed bat. What, is it, what does it really do for this team? And let's also think realistically for a second. If they signed him right now and that was going to be their option, how much are they paying him for one year? I would, I would think ten and up, 10, 10, right? You're not going to spend ten million dollars oh, yeah. to slot another righty in who, again, nah. is on the decline. I, I just don't see it making sense in any way. The only way I see it makes sense is Christian's way, where if he's still out there, you might need a little more depth. You go out and get him, but guess what? We got, we got some kind of bad depth right now in the outfield in Jacoby Ellsbury and Frazier, being that we don't know if he's going to stay healthy, so. I, I don't know. Uh, adding that type of depth again, where you don't know what you're going to get out of McCutcheon, uh, I just I wouldn't even look his way in in 2019. We're all in agreement. We're all getting rid of. Uh, I'm dumping. Dump. Dump. Dan. Well, see, I I said keep, but you know what? I, I hate to backtrack, but. It, it oh, we don't allow flip flopping on the show, Dan. Yeah, I don't let Christian Chris... usually flips, but maybe as a guest, he'll let you. He'll uh, let you know you what, Dan? Just I... here, I'll just make I'll make one <laughs> very small point. So, like you said, we spoke about the no, you know, the righties. I, I think you're you're right about that, and I think if let's say they were going to go outside, someone who they could bring in would be like a Michael Brantley, who's a lefty, can kind of break things up, and is you know at that same position where they're older, you know, they're starting to you know they're past their prime year, so. You, you know what? You're right. I'll, I'll, I'm going to flip-flop. Sorry to flip-flop, but I will say dump. You made great points. You convinced me. Dump. All right. All around all around dump, even though the fans voted to keep. Um, I'll let Dan flip-flop, but you're not allowed to. I'm dumping. You, that was your original vote, though. Yeah. You, okay, good. All right. So the fans, uh, Frank Vignuli had to say that he would only dump him for Harper. I'm dumping him for friggin' Jacoby Ellsbury, <laughs> to be honest oh, yeah. with you. I'd, <laughs> I'd rather have if it came down, all things being equal, both guys healthy. I'd rather have Jacoby's bat, lefty bat. I mean, I'm just yeah. so starved for left-handers I right agree. now in this uh, in this lineup. Uh, Elaine says uh, Gardner is a better outfielder. Kutch gets on base with walks, but we really need a true hitter. I'm tired of bases loaded and then no hits. I think we all are. Uh, I don't know why I read that. There really wasn't much to that. Uh, Dan, that's going to wrap up the uh, keep them, dump them for the outfielders. But before I let you go, I'm going to do this to piss Chris off. 
Oh, uh, here we go. Here we go. Last night. Every time last night, bro, Daniel Bryan won the WWE Championship, defeated AJ Styles in pretty uh, surprising yes. fashion. Yes. Did they all do that? No, because I'm going to get to that. He turned heel last night. He kicked AJ Styles in the groin, led to the finish of the match. Uh, I just want to pick your brain on it. I, I'm not against turning him heel. I actually like it, but... I thought the timing of it was so bad. Like, you're doing this five days before Survivor Series where we all know he's what? He's not going to barely get any offense in on Brock Lesnar. So you're doing this whole big turn before this other match. Like, I just thought personally like this would have been better suited to build towards a bigger event like the Royal Rumble. What's your take on that? Yeah, I mean, I I picked my jaw up off the floor about two hours ago from last night because I was shocked. I mean, I saw on Twitter... Uh, some people were saying that, you know, big things were going to happen on SmackDown. So I was kind of kind of curious. I had, had no idea that was going to happen. But, um, you know, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, it's just why now? Because now he's just going to go against Lesnar, who they position as the biggest heel in the company. And you're trying to build up Daniel Bryan as, you know, they, they want to make him obviously the biggest heel in the company or else they wouldn't turn him heel. So, I mean, it's odd. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm guessing AJ's going to come out and, and mess something up. So, Daniel Bryan doesn't look that bad in defeat. Um, I'm curious to see how it plays out, but the whole heel thing, I mean, he came back and, you know, he just didn't have that, that spark that he had, you know, when, when he left that he was just as over as anybody. So I think it was needed. I think it's going to work. Um, Daniel Bryan, you know, he, he could play any role. He's great at what he does. So I'm really curious to see how it goes, but I do think it was the odd timing. No, I definitely agree with that. Like, I I like the idea of him being so frustrated that he couldn't win the title back when he came back and that he did whatever it took. But, I mean, really, like, the timing of it just right before Survivor Series and then to do it on SmackDown, to not build it towards a big event, uh, that's what I didn't like about it. Yeah, I agree. It was was definitely – it was weird timing. I'm not sure. I I listened to Dave Meltzer. Um, I know he said that, uh, you know, they – they had Daniel Bryan's plan. He oh he wanted to turn heel for the last month or so, and Vince kind of wanted to just do it all in one shot instead of him winning the championship as a face and then down the line turn as a heel. But I, I think you know it, it would have made sense you know if they they played it off as like a respect thing. Daniel Bryan won, and then they had a rematch at TLC or another pay per view where you know he does what he did last night and kind of goes to cheap boy and and you know takes him out. So I, I think they could have done it better, but. You know what, I'm not going to complain. I, I really enjoyed it last night. It was a great episode overall, so there's not really many complaints for me, just kind of nitpicking about, you know, the timing and everything like that. I'm just hoping that, you know, the last time a guy turned heel on uh, AJ Styles in a championship match, we had a whole feud based on kicks to the balls. I just hope that this is not the same scenario going forward here. Yeah, I agree. It was That, that was another thing. It's like we, we just went through that, the same type of uh, false finish, so why do we got to go back to it? But, hey. I guess that's the way to go these days. Yeah, I guess people like kicks to the balls, right? You ever watch <laughs> The Simpsons? Man hit, hitting the balls one that burns uh, Oscar awards or whatever that episode was. So Ryan doesn't watch The Simpsons. I don't, I don't really like The Simpsons. Oh, Never sorry. watch it. Well, Chris hates everything, so. All right, Dan, thank you very much for spending some time with us here today. Do or keep them, dump them. Give, give us a little uh, perspective on uh, the WWE Championship situation also, although, you know, Chris is just going to edit this out anyway. Yes. <laughs> you can follow Dan on Twitter, at Dan J. Federico. Dan, thanks a lot, buddy, and we'll touch base thanks, as the, uh, the offseason moves along. Yes, thank you guys for having me. It was fun as always.
All right, so now we got the outfielders out of the way. That just leaves the uh, coaching staff, which is just four people. It's going to be Cash, uh, Booney, um, Larry, and uh, Marcus Timms. Uh, we can do that real quick in in uh, another episode. You know, down the line here, we're coming up on Thanksgiving, so we may be back. On Monday before Thanksgiving, we may take a little holiday break. We're not sure yet. We'll be sure to keep you updated on Twitter, though. If new, if big news breaks before the holiday, we'll definitely be back. We'll find, we'll definitely yeah. come together, put out a big pod. If not, you know, we might just take a little holiday break here. Uh, you know, stuff our faces with some turkey and stuffing, and uh, and fall asleep for five days. Yeah, well, you fall asleep for five days if uh, you don't eat turkey and stuffing. That's true. All right, so uh, again, thanks to Dan for joining us. You can follow Dan on Twitter at Dan J Federico. Follow us on Twitter. Follow, make sure you follow the main account if you want to stay up to date on all the breaking news with the Yankees at NYY Sports Talk. Uh, Stack guy, Rye. Go Yanks. Chris. I kind of like you. Say goodbye. Ooh.